Hey guys, and welcome back to the Harping On Podcast. I'm Harper Circum, and this week, I'm joined by the podcast's first interstate guest, Neil Erasmus. Neil plays for Subiaco in the Waffle Colts program, and is the vice-captain of his stateside WA. Neil is a midfielder with strong overhead capabilities, who also enjoys playing forward. This week, we chat about missing out on an NGA program, his relationship with Port Adelaide Young Gun, the chance of moving interstate, and much more. But before we get into today's episode, it would help a lot if you're enjoying listening to this podcast to recommend it to a mate or to give it a follow wherever you're listening to it. Thanks. Now to the pod. G'day mate, thanks heaps for um, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. So, um, how you... Were born in South Africa, were you, and moved to Australia when you were pretty young? Yeah, that's right. I was born there, lived there for four years, and then moved here in 2007 along with yeah the rest of my family. So how was it that you um, got introduced to footy and started um, playing it? Yeah, so when we moved here, the, the house we moved into was pretty close to like a local Oz kick oval. So, yeah, we saw that. Mum and Dad would have seen that on the weekends. My, my mates back then would have been playing. So, yeah, we got straight into things. And then from that year, you developed a love for it pretty early, did you? Yeah, yeah, I've always loved footy and then played that, yeah, every year and then also a bit of career on the, during the off-season. Yeah, both, um, enjoyed both of them equally as much growing up and, yeah, it's yeah, it good. Yeah, you um, just talked about you played cricket in the off-season there. You were a pretty good cricketer. Um, was that a tough uh, decision to make if you wanted to, like, go really hard with the cricket or hard with the footy like you have chosen? Yeah, uh, it was it was pretty tough, but I knew that I wanted to choose my footy, so it was more just a decision not playing cricket at all or just playing a little bit of cricket. Um, yeah, I definitely decided probably two years ago that I wanted to give footy a crack over cricket. Um, yeah, just sort of started falling more in love with footy over cricket. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Do you still enjoy your cricket and play it like when, when you can or are you fully just playing as much footy as you can nowadays? Yeah, no, I don't play much cricket anymore or, yeah, K2 um, K- involved in it. So, yeah, it's just mainly mainly footy at the moment and, yeah, a few other hobbies here and there. But, yeah, definitely definitely not as involved in cricket as I once was. Um, as a young age, you were going to join the um, West Coast Next Generation Academy program, but that obviously didn't eventuate. Um, can you, like, go into a bit of what happened there and um, how that all panned out? Yeah, so, um, obviously... I obviously go, I support the Eagles. So, yeah, it is a bit unfortunate that didn't pan out. Um, yeah, uh, basically, as I was growing up, mum and dad would receive emails, obviously, because I fit the criteria to be in the academy. Um, but during, those emails were during after footy season had finished and sort of when I was focusing on cricket and, yes, mum and dad probably had enough of footy. So, yeah, we never really took too much um too much no to them, uh, not knowing the consequences it may have had down the track. But yeah, and then this year when they try to try to get me involved in the academy, I think I was a bit too old. So they yeah they got declined by the AFL. So yeah, a bit unfortunate. But yeah, such is life. Yeah, that is um, unfortunate for yourself. But have you been able to make any contacts at the Eagles and talk to players or coaches or anything there, even though you're not part of the program? Um, I don't. Yeah, not a whole lot from the Eagles. Um, I, I talked to the NGA sort of manager at the Eagles a couple of times, but no, nah, I've probably got 
links other with other clubs more so with the players that play there that I, that I know of and yeah not so much at the Eagles yeah and what are some of those other links you know because I know you went to school with um, Mitch Giordiades or he's a couple of years older but you've got that connection there is that one of the ones that you're talking about yeah for sure um yeah so he was obviously two years above me um he would have been we would have been playing in the same team but he was obviously injured in his last year before the draft so yeah, he missed out on playing in in our in our team that won the premiership. Um, so yeah, he's the main one probably I talk to the most. Um, but other than that, it's probably like Tyler Brockman. Um, obviously played in the grand final with him. Um, yeah, he's a jet, and then yeah, there's a few others here and there. Um, yeah, you just talked about playing the grand final. Was that at uh, was that playing for Subiaco in the Colts last year, or was that for the um, for the school? No, yeah, that was a uh, playing for Subiaco last year. Yeah. So how's that whole experience been at, at the Subiaco playing for um in the Waffle in the Colts? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, yeah, so last year we had a really strong team. I didn't actually train much with them because I was at a school duties take priority. Um, until the end of the year, school finished up and I was able to go play a few Colts games and then obviously I was lucky enough to play in the grand final. Um, but then, yeah, after that grand final win, our Colts team lost quite a lot of our good players. Um as most of them moved up to seniors, as we were quite an old team. And yeah, and a few of them also just moved to Amos footy. Um, so yeah, our Colts sort of struggled a little bit this year, especially when we kept losing a few good players here and there to injuries as well. So yeah, our team wasn't as strong, but yeah, our seniors both have games in the grand final. So yeah, the Subi's still going very strong um, overall. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. And you um, you're obviously played, a, you had a great season in the midfield. Um, how have you found your season and um, yeah, this year up to, up until you got injured, obviously? Yeah, so I've just been like really happy with sort of the consistencies consistency I've able, I've been able to put out in the park. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely got quite a lot of things that I can still improve on, but yeah, I find that I've had a pre- pretty consistent year. Don't have too many bad games as such, and yeah, I've been pretty happy with like the new teams I've had to switch between and how I've, how I've dealt with that. It's been pretty good, so. Yeah, pretty happy overall. Um, it would have obviously been nice to cap off the year playing a few state games and in finals, but yeah, that's that's unfortunate, but it's the way, yeah, the way things go. Yeah, so you got you did get that um that corky, I think it was maybe around seven or something along those lines. Um, what happened there? What happened through that injury? Um, yeah, so I, I think that might have been a different injury. That was I got I've had two corkies this year. One of them was pretty minor. Just kept me out for I think one Colts game, or maybe one Colts game and a trial game, and then th- this one was probably a bit more serious. I uh, basically just got a regular corky um, on my right quad, pretty high up, and then yeah, I sort of thought, oh, I should be alright. Play play through it. I did play through it. One game felt all good, and then the next week, um, I think it was a Wednesday before the first state game against South Australia. I sort of I was just at school, and then I got up to walk and yeah I just felt it was really painful and started swelling up quite a lot and yeah it just wasn't right so got a scan and it was just like a lot of bleeding in my in my leg and yeah just re-bled and then yeah we just they sort of kept me out of it because if it keeps re-bleeding I could sort of miss the next year um just have surgery and if it calcifies that sort of stuff so they're just trying to get me right for pre-season haven't played any footy since then which is uh how have you how have you found that you must be itching to get out there especially with the carnival going on 
Yeah, exactly. That's right. Pretty flat watching the games. Like, I try to get around the group a fair bit, but yeah, it, it's pretty. I'm pretty envious of the boys, especially they played at Optus this last weekend before the grand final. A pretty cool experience. I was on the bench and I just wanted to get out there, really. Um, yeah, it's pretty tough watching, but no, nah, it's still good to get around the boys and just knowing that you just got to keep reminding yourself you had a pretty good year. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. How was so you got to, you were on the bench, as you said. Did you get to stay for the whole game? And how was it at Optus um, last Saturday? Yeah, no, it was pretty epic. I just helped the boys with the warm-up. I was lucky enough to get onto the bench. They were pretty strict with how many people could be on the bench and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, just helped the boys with warm-up, did a few things on the bench during the game. And then, yeah, we went back to get changed and came back for the granny. And it was, yeah, it was pretty epic. We all sat together as a team next to the South Australian team. And, yeah, no, it was, it was a good experience. You, um, you, you're the vice-captain of the um, WA team. Um, is that something – is leadership something that um, – you work on personally or you really um, you really want to do more of? How have you found that? Yeah, no. Leadership's probably not something I work on as such. I think I'm, I'm pretty, like, genuine with how I lead. I've always sort of been a bit of a leader. Um, but, yeah, I think I sort of just do things naturally and I guess people sort of see that as that I have leadership traits. So, yeah, I always sort of, like, lead by example, I, I guess, because I just, like, sort of try my best in everything I I sort of do and then also yeah off field I I guess like when I do get given a leadership role or I don't um yeah I'm pretty organized and I'm able to keep keep pretty disciplined that sort of thing so yeah I guess leadership is something I I take pretty seriously but yeah it, it's all pretty natural and yeah you just got to sort of be yourself in the end. I was um, having a chat to um, Josh in just a few days ago and he's the captain of his um, NAB League team and he talked about how he gets um, uh, motivation and he inspired by some captains in the league like Jack Steele, Patrick Cripps. Is there anyone that you look at and you try and base your leadership around that? Yeah, for sure. I think a recent one obviously would be Max Gorn, how he's gone about things. He's obviously a, a big sort of leader in his own right, um, just the way he plays, but then also you hear the stories off the field and then obviously with the celebrations, it just looks like a good character. And then, but yeah, also with that, you get like Bontempelli um, on the opposite team. He's just sort of off the back of losing, losing the Brownlow. Well, not losing it as such, but like close finish in the Brownlow. He um, still managed to put on a pretty good display, try to try to wheel his team on during the grand final. Um, and yeah, he's had a pretty tough year, but I'm sure he'll come back better than, better than this year next year so yeah he'll, those are two main ones I'd say you know they're um great leaders as has been shown over the last four weeks um in the final series in particular um going back a little bit you played the AFL Academy game versus Geelong um in Melbourne obviously it wasn't a great game in terms of results but it must have been an awesome experience um down at Cardinia Park yeah no it was it was pretty epic um we actually weren't even going to play the game the night before with a whole COVID situation. Us WA boys had a bit of a scare that night. Yeah, so it was an ideal preparation. And then, yeah, it was obviously pretty epic playing on GMHBA um, before for an AFL game. Yeah, it was yeah it was really good experience against the bigger bodies. They were obviously a bit too good for us, well, way too good for us in the end. Um, yeah, but no, it was cool meeting new people and just the whole experience itself was yeah unreal. Have you managed to keep in contact with any of those other boys that are um, part of the AFL Academy and have a chat to them about, because they're obviously going through a very similar situation as you are right now? 
Yeah, um, obviously us WA boys that went over, we're pretty close. But apart from that, um, I haven't kept tabs with many of the boys. The main ones maybe Austin Harris from from the Gold Coast Academy. He's yeah, I, t- I text him a little bit. But apart from that, yeah, we all sort of, I guess we didn't keep that in touch too much after that. But yeah, I'm sure I'll cross paths with them again sometime. Hopefully. Yeah, and um, being in um, WA, you've obviously played a lot more footy over the last couple of years than the guys in um, Victoria and New South Wales. Um, how do you see that in terms of – Is it do you see it as a major advantage for you coming into the draft? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. I think, yeah, it's obviously very unfortunate for them that they weren't able to play as much footy as they would have liked. And, yeah, it's very fortunate for someone like that myself that sort of had to prove themselves throughout the year. Um, just to get on, go down the radar a bit more. Um, yeah, there's there's ups and downs, I guess. I, um, actually, no, there's definitely more ups. But we're able to sort of showcase our stuff and work as a team and, yeah, just keep playing the game that we, we all enjoy. So, yeah, it's definitely unfortunate for them. And, yeah, big advantage for us, I guess, yeah. Yeah, and then some of that footy that you have been able to play has been school footy. You're in uh, go to Hale, um, which is a PSA school, which I've heard is a pretty good um, high standard of footy. It's a how, how's that been? Yeah, no, it's good. There's a lot of top end talent that plays at school level. Um, yeah, the probably the depth of teams isn't probably as good as what the other other competitions are like. But yeah, definitely top five or so players in each team are very good. Um, so, yeah, it's good. And I was able to captain the team. So, yeah, it was a good leadership experience. And then, yeah, just the games in general, you yeah, get very nervous playing for your school. Definitely probably the most nervous I get for games is playing on the home ground at, at Hale. So, yeah, it is it is a great experience. And, yeah, it's something that we'll miss playing for our school, yeah. Yeah, coming into the draft, um, obviously there's only two teams based in WA and so that means there's a, a bigger percentage of you unfortunately having to leave WA at the end of the year. Is that something you've been trying to come to terms with or how do you see yourself if you were to move out of WA? Yeah, um, yeah, it's obviously a very common question. Um, I think a lot of people might like miss their family, that sort of stuff, and obviously I will as well, but there's a lot of upsides to moving away as well as there are a lot of upsides to staying at home. Like whatever happens, happens really. And yeah, I'll just be stoked at the end of the day to go wherever I do. Um, yeah, but obviously there's ups and downs staying in Perth and there's also ups and downs moving away. So yeah, it doesn't really bother me too much. Like obviously it'd be cool to stay around family and friends, but it would also be cool to meet new family. I mean, meet new friends. So yeah, no, it, yeah, it doesn't really bother me too much to be honest. No, no, it's a good attitude to have. Um, I'm sure you do well wherever you go. Um, with the some of your strengths of your game, you're obviously great overhead um, with your marking capabilities and your work rate's been talked about a lot. Is there anything else um, other than those two um, that you see as a really big strength of yours? Um, yeah, I think, I think probably my ability to sort of play forward and midfield is maybe maybe a pretty good strength. I think, oh, actually, actually the main one that you didn't mention was maybe my, I, I think I read the ball pretty well. And that helps me a lot in terms of not only marking it overhead, but like knowing where to run, that sort of stuff, like knowing where the ball is going to be. So, yeah, I think that's probably my main strength. Um, yeah, one, well, one of my main strengths that I sort of use to my advantage. Yeah, um, you talked about just playing your ability to play forward and midfield. Um, as a good as a major strength of yours, which it is. Um, do you have a preferred position, or do you like that ability to you know have a chop out in the midfield and have a rest forward? 
Yeah, nah. So I definitely don't have a preferred position. I think I would enjoy playing a lot of a fair bit more midfield than forward, just because I find it. I enjoy like the contested side of things and yeah, running a fair, uh, quite a few more Ks, that sort of thing. But no, nah, forward's definitely something I enjoy. And yeah, ideally like the modern, the modern midfield, a little bit of chopping out in the in the forward line to have a rest and get a few goals on the board would be ideal. But yeah, yeah. And then um, as you said, the modern day midfielder, we talked about who you'd ba- who you base your leadership um perspective off. Is there anyone you base how you play your game off? Um, yeah, I think. Oh, uh, the two main ones I'd say are Jack Steele and Clayton Oliver. But yeah, early in the year I was saying more Elliot Yo that sort of stuff. So any of those sort of players, I yeah, I, I envy and look up to them. Yeah, they're all elite midfielders, as I'm. I'm sure you will um be in the years to come. Thank you so much for your time, Neil. I really appreciate it. Um, I can't wait to see what you do over the next few years, and can't no thank worries. you. Cheers, have me on Harper. Thank you. Thanks heaps for listening to this episode of the Harping On podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to go over to the Instagram at harpingon underscore. Give it a follow and leave me some feedback. And also give us a follow on the TikTok as well at harping.on. Thanks heaps. See you next time.